Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to part four of our Bible study regarding uh, exposing the Catholic Church, Mary, the Queen of Heaven, the origin for the word Christmas, uh, doing a Bible study regarding the Queen of Heaven, which we really haven't quite got to yet, and then also um, Revelation 12, verses 1 through 6, regarding the woman and the man-child, and the dragon. Now, next article... Catholics proclaim Our Lady of All Nations will defeat Satan. Now again, all of this totally relates to this Bible study and to all the articles that we're doing today here. This is what the Catholics are expecting. Our Lady of All Nations, which is another moniker, another nickname for this false uh, Queen of Heaven, false Mary, of, they would call her Mary, the mother of Jesus, in the Bible, Our Lady of Nations will defeat Satan. And they proclaim, He now sends His mother, meaning Jesus, now sends His mother, the Lady of all nations, to you, to all nations. She will defeat Satan, as has been foretold. Foretold by who? Because it's not foretold in the Bible. Jesus Christ, yes. When He comes back on a white horse, with the saints, and the sword of the Spirit proceedeth out of His mouth, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. Yeah, that's who's going to defeat Satan. Not Mary, the mother of Jesus. There's no Bible for that whatsoever. And then it says, she will place her feet upon Satan's head. What blasphemous lies. Shows a picture of this Catholic uh, church, and it's literally like a sunroof where the sunroof is is primarily focused on this gigantic picture of Mary with, looks like, the cross behind her, which would be even more blasphemous, like Mary bore our sins on the cross, with her feet on the earth, and then this little uh, pitiful crucifix kind of on the side of it with Jesus on it. Jesus is kind of a side note, you know. In, in their version, in their, in their blasphemous religion, known as the Catholic religion. The Mother of God, the Queen of Heaven, is also called the Catholic, Our Lady of Nations. She can be visited in this chapel in Amsterdam. This is the central doctrine of the end-time Marian theology. It is the Catholic Mary as the co-redeemer and advocate that will return to earth to, to defeat Satan. I just, what do you say? Yes. Now, going further, it says, this is a message from Holland, I guess, country Holland, on the 31st of May, 1955. And it says, the lady again pauses for a moment, and then she says, quote, Satan is not yet expelled. The lady of nations may now come in order to expel Satan. She comes to announce the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will then come over this earth. Oh, right. Yeah, uh-huh. There's a lot of Bible for that. You, however, shall pray my prayer, which I gave the world. And I mean, I'm talking about tribulation, end times. I mean, we're talking, you know, a time of the greatest delusion, strong delusion the world's ever known. And th- But they're, they're going to say the exact opposite. They're going to say, no, 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 Satan's defeated, the good guys win, the Catholic Church prevails. They're going to tell you the exact opposite of what the Bible clearly speaks. And this is how you know they're liars. You know, they're just lying spirits. Uh, Then it goes on to say, you, however, shall pray my prayer, which I gave to the world. 
Every day and every moment you shall think of the prayer which the Lady of Nations gave to this world in this time. Now, if you pray this prayer, and I've seen several, what are you doing? You're invoking devils and demons. You're praying to a false deity. You're praying essentially to a fallen angel. What are you actually doing? You're practicing witchcraft. Whenever you pray a prayer to a false god or a pagan deity, you are invoking those spirits. Literally, you are practicing witchcraft. This is what they're trying to get people to do in mass on a global, worldwide scale so that man will bring these curses upon himself, not even knowing that he's bringing curses on himself most of the time. So, going further, every day and every moment you shall think of this prayer which the Lady of Nations gave to this world in this time. How strongly Satan is ruling, God alone knows. He now sends his mother the lady of all nations, to you, to all nations, she will defeat Satan. And has been foretold, she will place her feet upon Satan's head. What a lie from the pit of hell. What rank blasphemy. Jesus Christ does this. Not this false ascended master, Mary. I mean, this is some, it's hard for me to even read this stuff. And then it gives a, a close-up picture of this painting on the wall. It says, the Lady of All Nations. And there's literally a cross behind her, implying that she bore our sins. And that her feet are literally upon the world. I mean, this is so blasphemous. I, it's just disgusting. But all these pictures, you'll be able to see these in this PDF uh, associated with um, December 11th, 2011. This kind of Marian property has its root in Pope Pius XII's doctrine of the Catholic Mary as the co-redeemer of her son. The um, Church of Our Lady of Arabia in Kuwait agrees with this papal doctrine in its very doctrines that can unite the Islamic and the Catholic world. The two largest largest faith communities on earth seem unable to agree on who the Son is. So, there is a need for a, a compromise. As long as the Son's mother is elevated, they can stand united. You get it? See, they're not, they're, 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 they're not, they're, they can't agree on who the Son of God is, but if they can both get on the same page, Islam and Catholicism, on who the mother is, then if the mother of the Son is elevated, well, then we can all just play nice and get along. So that's how they're going about this. And then you're getting these Marian apparitions that are now increasingly happening to Islamic people. So they're going to be buying in all the stuff hook, line, and sinker as well, and they already are. And here it gives a picture, a blasphemous picture of this Our Lady of the Arabia Church, and it's this disgusting idol of... Um, this woman who they would say, I guess, is Mary with this big crown on her head and a little baby on her left knee with a crown on as well. And they show this picture if you want to see it. And then going further, this is the Queen of Heaven that is supposedly will return and save both, save both Catholics and Muslims in Kuwait. And then they show this same statue in all of these... <laughs> uh, Satanic Catholic priests with all their Dagon fish hats on, and um, Dagon meaning in, in the Bible the fish god, and they've got their Dagon fish hats on, and um, uh, their crucifixes around their neck, and they've got all their flowing robes, and, and they look real religious, and you know 
They are of their father the devil, and of his works they will do, and of his lust they will do. And again, the caption, the worshippers of Our Lady of Arabia, the Queen of Heaven in Kuwait. This is what the Roman Catholic Church in Kuwait teach about the queenship of Mary. First made dogma by Pope Pius XII in 1950. Pope Pius XII, proclaiming the queenship of Mary, said, quote, Whoever therefore reverences the Queen of Heaven and Earth, and let no one consider himself exempt from this tribute of a grateful and loving soul. Let no one, he said, consider himself exempt from this tribute to the Queen of Heaven. This blasphemous devil uttered those words. Then it goes on to say, let him invoke the most effective of the queens, the mediatrix of peace. Let him respect and preserve peace to which the Virgin Mary impels us, which is a well-ordered harmony under the rule of the will of God. Oh, wow. I mean, this is just hard to even utter this blasphemy. But this is what they say. This is what they've been saying for a long time. Now what does the Bible have to say about the Queen of Heaven? Well, Jeremiah seven eighteen through 20 says, The children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire. Now this is, this, is when G, this is when Israel was in apostasy. And it got so bad that if you look in Jeremiah 7, 11, and 14, that God got to the point, and they were sacrificing their children along with this, it got to the point where God said, don't even pray to me regarding this people. Because I will not hear your prayer anymore. I'm not going to hear your prayer. I've given them space to repent. I've given them... I've tried to woo them back. It's not going to happen. Their, their, their hearts have been hardened. Don't even pray because Don't even pray for them because I will not hear your prayer regarding them. It's kind of like it reminds me of that sin unto death in 1 John chapter 5. Where it says, I shall say you shall not even pray about these things. If you see a brother, sin a sin unto death. It doesn't get real specific. But what I think that sin unto death means is ritual, habitual, unrepentant sin by a believer. And there's no conscience. There's, it's almost as like they get to a point where their conscience is seared with a hot iron. And maybe they've been turned over to a reprobate mind like it talks about in Romans 1. I don't know. It doesn't really get real specific about it. But it reminds me of these Jeremiah 7, 11, and 14 because God gets to the point where he says in those passages, don't even pray for these people because I will not hear your prayer. What was one of the things they were doing? Well, verse 18, the children gather wood and the fathers kindle fire and the women knead their dough to make cakes to the queen of heaven who they just said that they worship. The Catholic Church worships the Queen of Heaven. And to pour out drink offerings unto other gods, that they may provoke me to anger. Do, now, this is God speaking. Okay? Do they provoke me to anger, saith the Lord? Do they not provoke themselves to confusion of their own faces? See, whenever you're doing this, you're going to be living this religious, confused life. I mean, these Catholics, they're mega confused. They don't know which end is up from a, from a biblical standpoint. God's not the author of confusion. Verse 20. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, mine anger and my fury shall be poured out upon this place. This is the fruit. This is what God thinks about worshiping the queen of heaven. Mine anger and mine fury shall be poured out upon this place, upon man and upon beast and upon the trees of the field and upon the fruit of the ground, and it shall burn and shall not be quenched. That's the outcome. 
That's pretty, uh, I mean, that, if a Catholic were to read that, that should, well, what would normally happen if their conscience hadn't been sealed with a hot iron is that would invoke the fear of God in them. I mean, that would, that would provoke that emotion. But that's, God's the same today, yesterday, and forever. So, <laughs> when this stuff is going on on a mass scale, God, you know, and then all the other obvious things that are going on worldwide, God's judgment has to come at some point. Both Roman Catholics and Muslims in Kuwait share this common prayer, which is, we pray that Our Lady of Arabia may hear our prayers. The Lady of Arabia. What about the Lady of Hoboken? Or, you know, the Lady of Chesapeake. You know, I don't know. Anyway, um, we pray that Our Lady of Arabia may hear our prayers and by her peace make happy a world shaken by discord and after our earthly exile show unto us all Jesus. Oh, she's going to show you their Jesus, all right? Yeah, that's a package deal. You take this lying, deceiving, fallen angel, devil posing as the Mary of the Bible or the Queen of Heaven, and yeah, you're going to get her version of Jesus, which is just another devil that is there to deceive you. So they're praying that she show them Jesus. Who will be our eternal peace and joy? Mm. Um, going further, this is a typical Marian prayer of Catholics who believe in, quote, Our Lady of All Nations. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the Father, send now your spirit over the earth. Let the Holy Spirit live in the hearts of all nations, that they may be preserved from degeneration, disaster, and war. May the Lady of all nations, who once was Mary, be our advocate. Amen. But the Bible says Jesus Christ is our heavenly advocate. He's, he's seated on the right hand of God, ever making intercession for the saints. He's like our heavenly lawyer. But no, 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 no. They're saying Mary is our heavenly advocate. What rank blasphemy. Oh, man. I just, this is just disgusting. And here's another picture of this shrine. Looks like they swapped out the crucifix, though, for a much bigger one with Jesus on it. And he looks much bigger version of Jesus. And, you know, they, they always portray him as just like this you know, as weak and as pathetic as they can portray him. They love to have Jesus Christ back on the cross and, and just that whole image of him. You know, they, the Catholics revel in that. I really believe that. So, the caption of this picture is, A dead Messiah hangs next to the Queen of Heaven. Their version of the Messiah. It's not the Jesus Christ of the Bible. So let me preface that. So, a dead Messiah hangs next to the Queen of Heaven. And of the two things, the thing that's being emphasized, the thing with the light that's being shed on it, is this Queen of Heaven picture, not Jesus. He's being de-emphasized. Mary is being emphasized. She's there. She's got her feet on the world. She's got the cross behind her. She's got the sun behind her. She's the one that's there in all of her glory. And then you have this pitiful version of the Catholic Jesus hanging on the cross next to it, next to her, de-emphasized, just sickening. Uh, the dead Messiah hangs next to the Queen of Heaven, who is alive in all her glory. The image inside the chapel of Our Lady of All Nations in Amsterdam exposes this death cult. The, the, the image itself exposes the death cult, is what it means. So then here's another picture of it. Uh, 
Roman Catholic priest honors Our Lady of Nations in Holland. Uh, this goes on to say, but his mother is alive in front of the cross. And she invites the whole mankind to share her glory. She will be returning princess of peace. I'm not making this stuff up. Instead of Jesus Christ, the prince of peace. No, she's going to be returning as the princess of peace that will defeat Satan. So she's totally usurped what Jesus Christ can only do. He can be the only one that does this when he comes back on a white horse at the end of the Battle of Armageddon to, to put down the beast and the false prophet and to destroy the armies at Armageddon. Sword of the spear proceeding out of his mouth, devouring them. Beast of the false prophet cast into the lake of fire. They're putting her in Jesus Christ's place. Oh man, this is hard <laughs> to get through this material. It, it is so evil. So blasphemous and denigrating to the Lord Jesus Christ. I just It's so sickening. Going further, and the children of the devil are all who are not willing to submit to her authority. This devil has the blasphemous mouth to dare speak, this priest says, and the children of the devil are all those who are not willing to submit to her authority. Well, count me number one on planet Earth of being number one not willing to submit to her authority, Mr. Priest. I will never submit to her authority. I will die before I will submit to her authority or any satanic authority that would try to rule over me or convert me into false religion. I, I just pray God shut their mouths and expose them for the devils that they are because all these pedophile priests are doing is taking people to hell in mass. And the children of the devil are all those who are not willing to submit to her authority. I think of everything I've said today, that is the biggest doozy. Oh no, I'm not done though. I didn't read the whole verse, the whole thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna really emphasize this. So if, if you get on if you uh, get to this study. And the children of the devil are all those who are not willing to submit to her authority and refuse to bow their head and kiss the statues of her. You blasphemous devil. May your own tongue fall upon yourself, you devil, as it talks about in Psalm 64. I pray that if it be possible, their souls be saved. I do. But when you get to the point where you can utter this type of blasphemy and have absolutely no fear of God whatsoever. It's hard for me not to believe you hadn't been turned over to a reprobate mind, that your conscience hasn't been seared, that you are not demon-possessed of the toenails. Hard for me to believe. Because why? Because by their fruits you shall know them. That is the most blasphemous thing I've said in this whole teaching, what he just said. I don't even like to read it. What does the Bible have to say about this? Well, in Isaiah 42, 8, it says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, including their false Catholic lady of all nations, Mary. Neither my praise to graven images. What did he just say? He said, 
all the children, all the children of the devil are those who will not submit to her authority. I can hardly read this. It's, it's just, it's so evil. And refuse to bow their head and kiss the statues of her. Wow. You almost get overwhelmed with emotion as you're reading this stuff. It's so evil. And you don't, and it's like the Holy Spirit, you know, it doesn't, ugh. The Holy Spirit lives inside a believer. The Bible says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another. Neither my praise to graven images. And this devil has the audacity to make that statement about bowing their head and kissing the statues of her. Oh, wow. This is just overwhelming. For my own sake, even my own sake, will I do it. For how should my name be polluted? And I will not give my glory unto another. That's all they do is give glory to these false, idol, graven images. That's all they've ever done. And to their pedophile priesthood, and to their pope, and to their cardinals, and to all their false religion. And everything they do, it's, it's this big false religion on so many different levels. Revelation 17.3 says, So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy. I think this is the same woman, at least in part, that we're in reference to here. Full of names of blasphemy. Haven't we just spoken a lot of blasphemous things? Having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet colored and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls and having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was written the name Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots, the abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And I think this is the same woman we're in reference to here. And, I mean, a lot of people believe that regarding the Catholic Church and the whore. Now, if you if you remember in the last part when we had talked, we went through that chick track, and you saw the origin of the Queen of Heaven, Semiramis and Tammuz, and how that's translated. Then, the, then at the Tower of Babel, God confounded their languages, and they went to the four corners of the earth, essentially, and started their own religions with the same mother-child worship-centered worship system. Same queen of heaven, just a different veneer, different flavor of it. That is the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth, the great whore, mystery, Babylon. That's where it started, Babylon. Semiramis and Tammuz. So I believe it's the... Some people say, well, it's just the Catholic Church. Well, okay, but there's all these other religions that have the same... Mother-child worship ingrained into them. Remember, the coming one world religion is going to be an amalgamation of all religions with the backbone being witchcraft. So I think it's going to be, yes, okay, I'm not going to argue with it about the Catholic Church and the mother of the harlot in this, but I think that we're going to see more of an amalgamation of all the religions coming together and, and all of those false mother Sun worship systems are all going to be 
come under the umbrella of the Catholic Church. And that's going to be more representative of truly Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, and the abominations of the earth. Because you can't say that there's been no other religious systems that have taken, um, that have killed Christians and martyrs. Because it says, and I saw the woman drugged with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Well, you can't blame the Catholic religious system for every single martyr that's ever taken place. I mean, Islam alone, how many are they killing every day in Africa? How many are they killing? Oh, I mean, China, you can't say that that's because it's all Marian worship. No, 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 no. But they all, all these cultures have their own uh, worship of the mother and the son in that whole false religious paradigm that literally started in Babylon and literally infiltrates Virtually every false religion on the planet, to, in, to some extent or another. So again, that's my two cents. You don't have to agree with me, but I think it's going to be... This is um, future tense. Obviously, this is Revelation 17, uh, 4 through 6, which obviously is future tense. There's much more time for all of these religions to come under the banner of the great whore. And granted, the Catholic Church is, from an infrastructure standpoint, the best... And from a biblical standpoint, obviously, uh, would be the one to look at to fulfill so much of these. But again, I believe it will be an amalgamation of all false, pagan, abominable religions. Not just, the, not just Catholicism by itself. There was a crime, this was a crime of a huge number of martyrs of Christianity. They refused to bow to the hellish papal doc doctrines. But again, you can't say every single one. But most, uh, yeah, could you say maybe most? Yeah, sure, sure. But to say all, it wouldn't be accurate. Okay. Um, they refused to bow to the hellish papal doctrines and the mother of the popes. The queen of heaven is drunk on the blood of the saints. She and her popes will face stern judgment. They will all burn in the flames of hell for eternity. Most of them are already doing that. Because obviously most of them are dead. Catholic Mary, oh, I, there's only one current one living, Pope Benedict, and he's not in very good shape. Okay, next article. Uh, okay, so the next article The Catholic Mary of Lebanon, blessed in church in Italy. So now we have this picture of this Catholic, it looks like this Catholic Islamic hybrid Mary. Uh, she's got a crown on with a hexagram, one of the highest, uh, most wicked symbols of all witchcraft. Six-pointed star, has nothing to do with Israel. Uh, then you have a Christian cross, and then you have the crescent moon with the star, the symbol of Islam, which represents, obviously, the... Um, one day combining of the elements of uh, Judaism, in this case false Christianity, and uh, Islam. That's, that's what it's representative of. And again, this is the Muslim version of the Catholic Mary in, an Ital in the Italian city of Senna. And there's a nice big picture here you can look at. Uh, in her crown, an Arab crescent and the symbol of Islam is placed on the side of the cross. The Star of David and the symbol of Judaism is on the other side. Uh, now, they believe the Catholic and Muslim Virgin Mary is obviously born without sin. And this is from the uh, Global Catholic TV Network. They say, quote, in a famous hadith, 
attributed to the prophet, hadith meaning one of the Muslim holy writings, not the, I don't believe a Quran, but outside of the Quran. In a famous hadith attributed to the prophet, it is affirmed that, quote, every child is touched by the devil as soon as he is born, and this contact makes him cry. So now we know why when all kids are born that they, they cry because they're touched by the devil. And then accepted are Mary and her son. So see, when Mary was born, um, when they tried to revive her after she was born, she didn't cry, evidently. I guess they were there, they went to the time machine, they made sure that they saw that Mary nor Jesus cried when they were born. Evidently that means that they were born without sin. Uh, what a bunch of garbage that is, but anyway. Uh, and I understand, Jesus Christ was born without sin, but to say... Because he didn't cry at birth. How do you know? Were you there? I mean, <laughs> anyway. Um, from this hadith and from verses 35 through 37 of Surah 3, Muslim commentators, and again, Surah is the, I believe, in the Quran. Um, Muslim commentators have deduced and affirmed the principle of Mary's original purity. To this radical opposite of this interfaith message, the Bible says all human beings, save only Jesus Christ, are sinners. Uh, again, and then I give you another link to this track uh, that disproves Mary was sinless. Why is Mary crying? We went over a large portion of that in the previous study. And then you can get look at a close-up of this crown this blasphemous idol is wearing. The Bible warns us not to worship the Queen of Heaven. The crowned queen of heaven in this picture above exposes the great whore. Uh, 1 John 1.8 warns us that if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So in other words, Mary, their, their version of Mary claiming to be without sin you know, is not true. Romans 3.23 obviously also says, For all sin and come short of the glory of God. But not the great queen of heaven whore. In other words, they, they don't believe she has any sin. She was without sin and has been elevated so by the Catholic Church to co-redemptrix with Jesus Christ. Sorry, I'm just making a little correction here, a little spelling correction. She also has a son, a false Messiah copycat. And you can read more about the Catholic Islamic Interfaith Agreement on the Catholic Marriott, there's a link here. There's a link, there's basically links to everything that I'm talking about today here. This PDF, which is 35 pages long right now, is got just laden with pictures. This next one is particularly macabre. It's entitled, Headless Mary Magdalene Hailed in Catholic Church in France. A skull placed inside the head of gold with golden hair is paraded and adored in France as claimed to be that of Mary Magdalene of the Bible. Now I'm looking at this disgusting, macabre, would fit right in any kind of horror movie, just about, particularly if it had a religious theme, of these this golden statue with a clear, uh, like, the, has hair of gold... It has angels that are like holding um, her, I don't know, this head of gold with a clear faceplate with this nasty human skull inside. I mean, talk about paradoxical. You got all this ornate stuff on this Catholic, uh, religious, graven image-like, idol-worshipping icon 
And then, as the centerpiece, the face has this clear glass faceplate with a disgusting, decrepit human skull in it that you can see. I mean, it's just, this is the height of spiritual perversion. This reliquary with skull of Mary Magdalene can be venerated and adored in the Basilica crypt of St. Maximin Le saint Barum in France. I would love to gather up all of these Catholic icons and relics and all this stuff and just destroy and burn all of them. Have like the biggest burn barrel party on the planet. I would just love that. That would be so awesome to destroy all these cursed, sickening, disgusting abominations. Just to wipe them off the planet. But that's just me, you know. I'm funny that way. Um, this skull is venerated inside the crypt. The, the fact that this skull is venerated inside the crypt is bad enough. But the public parade of this front part of the human head is tasteless and almost beyond explainable. Now, they show them parading this idle skull thing around in public. These guys dressed up like little Dutch boys, I don't know. And they're parading this thing around. They've got poles on their shoulders and they're parading it around through the streets venerating it in France. And again, French Roman Catholics parade this golden statue on their shoulders. These Catholics claim that this skull is the first Christian witness that saw the risen Messiah. Right. And you know what? Even if it was, there is no Bible for them parading her skull around. We don't even know whose this skull is. I mean, the Catholics are such deceivers. I mean, you know. And again, they show another picture of this. And now, when they do it, when they parade it around in public, though, the skull is now covered by a golden mask. It's too disgusting and gross and grotesque to not have the face shield on when they parade it around in public. They don't want to shock too many people. Uh, when this abomination is paraded through the streets, the, the skull is covered by a golden mask. They have put a front cover on the skull to make it look like a golden angel. But inside the church, the worshippers can adore and venerate the skull without the face shield on it. And they show a picture of that in the church. I mean, you talk about evil looking. I mean, wow. I mean, it's about as evil looking of a thing as I have ever seen. You really need to be following along in the study if you can do it with this PDF because these pictures are... There's no way I can do it justice. There's just no way. The golden mask is removed when the golden idol is, dis is displayed inside this Vatican-approved and blessed Catholic Church. What a shameless disgrace. Almost unexplainable spiritual uh, perversion. Now they show this grandiose Catholic cathedral where... This disgusting devil relic idol is at the very, very centerpiece at the front of the church. I mean, I can't even imagine the millions and millions of dollars it would cost to create a church like this. And to think of all the good that money could have done. Like, Homeless, widows, orphans, worthy ministries, really getting the gospel out. You know, just good works that you could have done with it. And I don't mean good works earning your way to heaven. I'm just talking about, you know, helping these these people, which is, is a biblical 
commandment. No, 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 no. They would pr- they would choose the Catholics would choose to hoard all the money, and, and and to put it into these disgusting, abominable cathedrals of death. And so everybody that can go in there can feel real religious, and feel real like, wow, I have so got my dose of bro cream religion when I walked in this place. I mean, a little dabble, do you? But you're getting a you're getting a whole heap of help in here. I mean, you talk about false religion. And then it's ladle it on, you know. I, we're, it just, just, honestly, these pictures, words, they defy description. They truly do. I am just going through this PDF, even though I've been through it, I don't know how many times already. It, it, it's just, it leaves me speechless. It really does. How sick this stuff is. This is a church that would fit perfectly in any horror movie. It's true. The golden statue is placed at the center of the room, meant for prayer and worship. They're literally praying, worshiping, and venerating this disgusting object. Looks like it would be something that would belong in Stephen King's living room, or something, or Anton LaVey's uh, crypt. The guy that He's dead now, but the guy that started the first Church of Satan, or, or the Church of Satan in 1966. Anyway, then they show this picture of all these good Catholics venerating this thing as it's paraded through the streets. And the caption is, The walking dead among us, on their way to everlasting hellfire unless they get saved. It's true. And I'm not praying they, they, they don't get saved. I pray to God they do get saved. But it's also <laughs> very hard for me to look at them adoring these things and the blasphemy that's taking place, and to not be mad. Doesn't mean I want them to go to hell. I pray to God they get saved. But they need to get woke up somehow. And them continuing on in their delusion, obviously that's not going to do any. that's not going to serve them or anyone else. The only one that's going to serve is Satan. They need to be woke up. The Bible is very clear about what kind of people have made this kind of golden, blasphemous mockery of the truth. Isaiah 44.9 says, They that make a graven image are all of them vanity, and their delectable things shall not profit, and they are their own witnesses, meaning their own actions witness against them. They see not, nor know, that they may be ashamed. You understand what that means? They see not, nor know, that they may be ashamed. You could look at this and you'd say, they have no shame. That's because they see not, nor know not, of what they do. It's like they're blinded, totally blinded to the truth of the abomination of this. You would think anybody that has any kind of like discernment at all, I mean, any little kid if they saw this would just like shriek and whore and, and run away, you know? But no, 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 the Catholics are so religious and, and oh yes, it's just all part of the whole Catholic experience, I guess. But they see not nor know not to even be ashamed. No, what are they doing? They're glorying in their shame, as the Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Psalm 115.4-8 through 8 says, Their idols are silver and gold, and in this, in this particular case it's a gold idol. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands, true, it was made by man's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes they have, but they see not. True, you're looking at like, we're, we're looking at the um, actual face cover 
of this thing. And it has eyes, and it has a nose, and has mouth and ears. But they don't work. <laughs> they have eyes, they have, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses they have, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet they have, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. And here's the key. Verse 8. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. So, the people that made it are like this graven image statue, this idol. And so is everyone that trusteth in them. What does that mean? That means that they have mouths, they have eyes, they have ears, they have noses, they smell not, they, they, they're, they're blinded. They don't hear, they don't see, they've been spiritually blinded. Catholic people are some of the hardest people on the planet to reach because they're so bound up in idolatry. Look at what you would have to condone to be a modern-day professing Catholic. Now, you have to understand, hundreds of years ago, we didn't have newspapers and, 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 and things of this nature. We didn't have the modern-day way to expose evil. I mean, like the Sandusky thing, Mr. Child Pedophile at Penn State. Okay, that broke in, and that was known by the world. You know, But see, the Catholic Church, for hundreds of years, had a way of controlling all of this stuff. So this type of news didn't get out. But today, it's out all the time about the pedophile priesthood, and this and that, and some other atrocity that the Catholic Church has committed. How much would you have to possibly overlook to say, I am a Catholic? I'm a proud, I'm a good, proud Catholic. I'm proud of my religion. I mean, it's the height of delusion. The skull is placed on, uh, then they have the, the cut of the head. Um, they actually place this face cover over it. And I guess it's made of gold. It looks like it's made of real gold. I mean, what a, a monstrosity waste of money. I, I, it's just so disgusting. It goes on to say, get out of this blasphemous cult called the Roman Catholic Church. If not, your whole body will fall into corruption, and your soul will be filled with moral spiritual decay. The Vatican is surely a house of demons and devils. I couldn't scream it loud enough. I could not scream that loud enough to a Catholic. Now, I give you a whole bunch of the teachings I've done on the Catholics. Um, here, the link would be on page, I believe, 31. First one is Catholic peace, priest pedophiles. The next one, Pope bears his inquisition teeth and declares the Catholic Church as the only true church. And here's another one that heavily relates to the Protestant churches coming underneath the mantle of the Catholic Church. And it's the National Council of Churches affirms that the Catholic Church is the one true church. And then they would represent a ton of Protestantism. And then Catholic doctrines of devils, and then the horrific story of the Roman Catholic cloistered nun, Sister Charletta, and the Black Veil. That one's the one I just put out the other day. Now, that's not me speaking, that's her. And then the Vatican easing humanity toward alien disclosure, which is another very, very common theme they've had in recent years and how that's all going to relate. The next article is entitled, Catholic Church Stole 300,000 Babies in Spain. Here's a picture of a whole bunch of Catholic nurses with a baby. 
in Spain, and they have been caught now over decades and decades. They were involved in child trafficking. They stole babies right from the womb of their mothers. Spanish society has been shaken by allegations of the theft and trafficking of up to 300,000 babies by nuns and priests and doctors, which started under the dictator Franco and continued up until the 1990s. I first met Manoli Gattafi in a working-class suburb in Madrid. She was attending a meeting for people affected by the scandal Spaniards, Spaniards call the Niños Robados, or Stolen Children. Now, this is from the BBC News in Spain, the story. She has three daughters and lots of grandchildren, but she has never got over the loss of her firstborn, a son, nearly 40 years ago. She has come to think she was crazy for believing he was alive. Instead, the dead and buried as, instead of dead and buried as the hospital doctors had told her. Now, she said, gripping my hand tightly, look around the room at the other women here, all like me, the same background, the same experience. I'm not mad, and my family finally believes me. In other words, she didn't believe from the very start that her child had died, but they had actually abducted her child and sold her child off. The Catholic Church. In 1971, Manoli, who was 23 at the time and not long married, gave birth to what she was told was a healthy baby boy. But he was immediately taken away for what were called routine tests. Nine interminable hours later, they said, quote, Then a nun, who was also a nurse, coldly informed me that my baby had died. End of quote. They would not let her have her son's body, nor would they tell her where the funeral would be. Did she not think to question the hospital staff? Uh, doctors, nuns, she says, almost in horror. I couldn't accuse them of lying. See, this is what kind of brain control garbage that the Catholic Church wheels over people where Catholicism dominates a society. This is her own child. And she was so scared by the doctors and nuns, she said almost in horror, I couldn't accuse them of lying. That's incomprehensible. That, what she just said is incomprehensible to me. But this is the type of brainwashing, demonic mind control they exert, the Catholic Church. This was Franco's Spain, which was a dictatorship. Even now, we Spaniards tend not to question authority. Whew. The scale of baby trafficking was unknown until this year, when two men, Antonio Barroso and Juan Moreno, childhood friends from a seaside town near Barcelona, discovered that they had been, they, they had been bought from a nun. Their parents weren't their real parents, and their life had been built on a total lie. Juan Moreno discovered the truth when the man he had been uh, brought to called uh, brought to call father was on his deathbed. So, in other words, the, the the man that bought this this man this when he was a baby on his deathbed made a confession to him. He said, "I bought you from a priest in Zaragoza." He said that Antonio had been bought as well, his, his friend. The pair were hurt and angry. They said they felt like two dogs that had been bought at a pet shop. An adoption lawyer they turned to for advice said he came across cases like theirs all the time. More fruit of the Catholic Church. The pair went on to the press, went to press, and suddenly the story was everywhere. Mothers began to come forward across Spain with disturbingly similar so stories. After months of requests from the BBC... The Spanish government finally put forward Angel Nun Nunez, 
from the Justice Ministry to talk to me about Spain's stolen children. Asked if babies were stolen, Mr. Nunez, Nunez replied, without a doubt. Now this is the government representative. When Were babies stolen? Without a doubt, he said. How many, I asked. I don't dare to come up with figures, he answered carefully, but from the volume of official investigations, I dare to say there were many. Lawyers believe that there were up to 300,000 babies taken. How satanic is that? Who knows how many of these were actually taken to use in child sacrifice services? Because, don't kid yourself, any organization that would be this evil practices human sacrifice at the higher levels. Because they are, they are considered, babies are considered the optimal prime human sacrifice. It's when their innocence is obviously at, at a pretty much a peak, you know, and they're little and innocent and helpless and they want to defile them and sacrifice them. That's what Satanists do. The practice of removing children from parents deemed undesirable and placing them with, quote, approved families began in the 1930s under the dictator General Francisco Franco. At that time, the motivation may have been ideological, but years later it seemed to change. Babies began to take, be taken from parents considered morally or economically deficient. It became a super, a money spinner too. The scandal is closely linked to the Catholic Church, which under Franco assumed a prominent role in Spain's social services, including hospitals, schools, and children's homes. The nuns and priests compiled waiting lists of would-be adoptive parents, while doctors were said to have lied to mothers about the fate of their children. The name of one doctor... Uh, Dr. Vila has come up in a number of victim investigations. In 1981, the civil registry sources indicated that 70% of the births in Dr. Vila's San Ramon Clinic in Madrid were registered as mother unknown. 70%! I mean, this guy sold his soul to Satan a long time ago. This was legal under Spanish law and was meant to protect the anonymity of unmarried mothers. Right. It is alleged that this was also widely used to cover up baby theft and trafficking. Dr. Vila stands accused of telling women their babies had died when they had not and handing over those newborn children to other couples for cash. A Spanish magazine published photographs of a dead baby kept in a freezer at San Ramon Clinic supposedly to show mothers that their child had died. So they had this one dead baby they kept in a freezer that they... I guess, wheeled out every time to show their mothers that the baby had died. Uh, I wonder what happened if the mother tried to touch the baby and the baby had been on, on ice for, you know, frozen solid. I, it's, it's, it's just incomprehensible. Get this, you're going to love this part. But this Dr. Vila, who's still alive, refused to give an interview. But by coincidence, I had recently given birth at a clinic he founded. So I was able to book an appointment with him. This is the lady doing the interview. We met at his private practice in his home in Madrid. The man painted as a monster in the Spanish media was old and smiley, but his smile soon disappeared when I confessed to being a journalist. What happened then? Dr. Vila grabbed a metal crucifix, which had been standing on his desk. He moved towards me, brandishing it in my face, and said, quote, do you know what this is, Kata? He said, I have always acted in his name. Meaning, I guess, that Catholic Jesus on their crucifix. Always for the good of the children and to protect the mothers. Enough. That was the end of his quote. 
Do you believe the satanically possessed devil would have the gall to, to do this, to say, utter those words? It, it, again, the words don't even, I, I won't even know where to begin. You know? I have always acted in his name. Well, the false Catholic Jesus of the Catholic Church, yes, I guess you have. I guess it's true. You have. Always for the good of the children, yeah. That's why you took all those payoffs and all the money and all the misery and evil that you've committed. You did it for the good of the children. Right, right, Doc? You did. I mean, you know, you're going to be well rewarded in the afterlife. He probably believes he is. They're that far gone, mentally. They're that demon-possessed. Dr. Velan says he always acted within the law. Oh yeah, that, it sounds sounds very legal and lawful what you were doing. Sure. Uh, Kata Alder investigates in the world Spain's stolen babies on the BBC, and then it gives you a link to that if you want to actually watch it. Now the man that actually put up this article, he made a comment. He says, for those who claim the Roman Catholic Church is the whore of Babylon, this is not a shocking revelation. We have exposed the great prostitute for many years, but our warnings have fallen for deaf ears among most of the Vatican faithful. Maybe this report can make a difference, but I don't think so. When your God is the father of all lies, it does not matter what kind of corpses and skeletons that might call out of your own cupboard. You take pleasure in your life of sin and indulgences and submit to the priesthood of Satan. If they rape your own son, you will put up a brave face and find some excuses to, ex- to exonerate the pedophile priesthood. You will not admit that you are a supporter of the very Church of Antichrist, organizations that is the pit of sin, a hell-bound gathering of deceived people and, dece- and deceased hypocrites. The spirit of death reigns in your hearts and minds. I think he put it pretty well. Then he goes on to say, if you want to live, take the distasteful idols off of your family altar, burn them in the fire. I think that's a good start. Then go down on your knees and beg Jesus Christ to forgive you of all the curses that you passed down through the generation. Tell your priest to leave your house. Tell him to never set his foot there ever again. Do it today. If you seek him with a humble heart and knock on his door, meaning Jesus Christ, the door will be open for you. Your heart and your mind will change. Your spiritual eyes will be open, washed by the blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now that was his comments regarding this. So... Yeah, uh, we're getting actually close to the end. I think I'm going to be able to get all this in. Next article. Pope covered up crimes of two Irish bishops. And here's just more confirmation. This disgusting picture of this devil Benedict Pope sitting on this throne. And he has five of his, I don't know if they're cardinals or whatever, literally prostrate on their face, worshipping toward him. Just one of the most disgusting things I think I've seen lately. The Pope has power to ordain, remove, pardon. Sorry, I I got messed up here on my uh, pages here. The Pope has the power to ordain, remove, pardon, and restore the Catholic, Roman Catholic bishops. Archbishop Martin of Dublin provided an explanation in the letter to the priests and other local officials saying, quote, following the presentation of of their resignations to Pope Benedict, it has been decided that Bishop Eamon Walsh and the Bishop Raymond Field will remain as auxiliary bishops. Now, they tried to resign, but the Pope said, no, we want you to remain on. Bishop Walsh and Bishop Field submitted their resignations in December of 2009 after the report 
of the Commission of Investigation into Allegations of Child Abuse in the Archdiocese of Dublin. So again, we got more pedophile priesthood issues which are totally rife and rampant through the ranks of these devil priests. Over a dozen current and former bishops in Ireland have reportedly been complicit in failing to inform police about the more than 170 suspected pedophiles in the priesthood from the mid-1970s to the mid-1990s. So, dozens of current and former bishops, you know, they're complicit in failing to inform the police. Well, they're, they're not going to rat on their own. They're all in it together. They're one big happy satanic family. They're not going to rat one another. How often do you ever see a Catholic priest come out of the church and ratting other Catholic priests out? I just don't see it. I'm not saying it's never been done, but I'm saying I don't, I don't see it happening. Hardly ever. Vatican spokesman, uh, Father, uh, which is, the Bible says, call no man father but your father in heaven. It's not a biblical title. Just like reverence, not a biblical title for someone calling himself a minister or whatever. The Bible only uses the word reverend one time, and it says, in reference to God, it says, holy and reverend is he. So those are two terms that should never be used with any human man. Anyway, Vatican spokesman Federico Lombardi did not comment on why the two auxiliary bishops would stay in their positions, nor did he confirm the rejection of their resignations. Rather, he told the AP, meaning the Associated Press, that the Vatican only makes announcements when resignations are accepted, not when they are rejected. So again, the comments of the man putting up the article says, So the Catholic bishop who has fallen into sin can only be pardoned by the Pope. Since the Irish government has accused the Catholic Church of sexual abuse of 150,000 children since the 1930s, the present Pope has surely pardoned more sin than any man can handle. The Pope could have accepted the resignation, resignation of the bishops, but chose not to. There may be reasons behind the Pope's cover-up. The two bishops may know about many more skeletons in the closet of the Vatican itself. Well, I wrote my comment, and I said, I personally think it boils down to protecting their own. Meaning, pedophiles protecting pedophiles. It's this nice, big, sick, satanic, Catholic priest fraternity where they protect their own. That's what it boils down to. But since the Pope has pardoned them, surely there is need for, uh, surely there is a need for the Pope's comments, right? Uh, and what looks like yet another denial of justice for sexually abused children by the hands of their pedophile priesthood. But don't hold your breath. Luke seventeen two says it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he be cast into the midst of the sea than he, than that he should offend one of these little ones. That's their fate. It would have been better that they had never been born. And there's thousands and thousands and thousands of these pedophile priests, unrepentant, that have done this carte blanche over hundreds and hundreds of years. And that's just one of the many atrocities and abominations. And not only, now we learned last week about how they're just raping, raping these cloistered nuns, you know, with, with that... Um, testimony that that cloistered nun gave I mean just you know but this is what's passed off as holiness in the Catholic Church woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that is what the Catholic Church is all about their whole existence is based on calling evil good and good evil 
And you can read more about the claims of the 150,000 sexually abused children. Uh, there's a link here. It's at the very end. Uh, this will be about a 35-page, once I get the table of contents put in, eh, it's probably going to be about 35 or 36 pages here. So we are done. I didn't think I would be able to finish this. Uh, but we praise the Lord Jesus Christ. We got it done. We got it done in four parts. And I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us for letting us come together again. Uh, once again, Lord God, to expose the devices of Satan, to study your word. I pray, Lord God, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us. I pray that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, Lord God, that you would fight against this wickedness, Lord God. All of the wickedness that have been that we've went over today, that we've stated in all these previous teaching, teachings, I just pray to God you dispatch legions of angels, Lord God, to fight and expose this wickedness. I pray to God for your justice and your judgment to come upon these evil, wicked emissaries of Satan on this earth. And I understand, Lord, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And I understand those are the forces that are actually emanating and operating through this whorish, terrible, wicked, evil system known as the Roman Catholic Church. And I pray to God that on every level, you hedge their way up with thorns. That you fight against them, Lord God. That fight against thee and against the body of Christ. And against these little ones, Lord God, that they're defiling. Oh God, that you would bring judgment and injustice regarding these matters. And regarding this pedophile priesthood, Lord God, in particular. That these little ones would not be able to be defiled anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ, that you would expose every pedophile on planet earth, Lord God. For your glory, Lord God, for the sake of the little ones that are being defiled by these sick devils, Lord God, in heaven. That you would rain down your fury on them in the name of Jesus Christ. That if it be possible, I pray their souls be saved, God. But if they will not repent of their wickedness, Lord God, that you would destroy them in the name of Jesus Christ. That all men would see and fear and declare the work of God. That they would wisely consider of your doing. That the righteous would be glad the Lord trusted him. And all the upright in heart would glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last, I ask these things, Lord God. I beg you for them that you would judge this wickedness, that you would snuff it out in the name of Jesus Christ, that you would expose it, and that it be done for your glory, Lord, and that, and that many, many souls would be saved as a result of your efforts regarding this matter, and that you would convict the body of Christ in regard to prayer or fasting or whatever, whatever we would need to do in order to bring this about. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.